Hello, creative, and welcome back to the Empowered Creatives Podcast, finding confidence between hustle and burnout. I'm your host, Victoria Hines, helping creatives just like you navigate the ups and downs in your creative career. So I'm going to kick this podcast off by going back to Victoria circa 2014. So I was about 22 years and I was graduating college at the time. And I had to make a lot of decisions around launching my career as an actor. That was my dream. It's what I went to college for. And I wanted to continue to pursue it in adulthood. Except the second I graduated and was faced with the reality of stepping into the very, very large real world, I was met with a lot of shoulds. And I didn't know this at the time. I I had no idea I was walking straight into them. But nevertheless, the should traps I fell directly into. I felt like I should move to Chicago, LA, or New York to launch my acting career. I felt like I should get a flexible job or maybe a job working in the restaurant industry so that I would then have a really flexible work schedule so I could go and do all these auditions or be in plays and and get roles and do rehearsals. I felt like I should attend every single audition that I possibly could. Now, none of this is bad advice. It's not ultimately black and white bad advice. But at some point, this really decent advice turned from a place to get started into something that I felt like I needed to be doing day in and day out. And frankly, it stopped working for me really, really quickly. Um, I started attending auditions for companies and shows that I didn't even want to be a part of. I would read the show and I would still attend the audition because I was like, maybe I'll get seen. Maybe I'll get this role. Maybe a door will open for me. I also attended auditions for companies that did not have a single role available for me in their upcoming production season. That means I took a look at every play they were doing. There was not a single female in her 20s role that I could possibly audition for. And yet I still spent maybe five hours in a week prepping for an audition, getting transit out there, uh, prepping all my monologues, dressing up, walking into the room for what, one, two minutes, and then walking back out again, knowing I would never hear anything back. I was working in a restaurant and frankly, I quickly realized that was not flexible at all. You know, I think restaurant and temp work is labeled as something that's super flexible And, but I was actually working a job where I had to work nights. I was working most evenings and a lot of the non-equity theater that would have been a really great start for me that would have helped me create a lot of networks and community inside of Chicago. All of that was taking place at night, which meant I couldn't audition for those shows and I couldn't sure as heck could not be a part of those shows. What's more I slowly started uncovering, and this took a while, that Chicago no longer felt right for me. Instead, it felt like living there was the thing I should be doing. This is where I should be building my career instead of the place and location where it just felt right. Now, it doesn't matter 
if you are just graduating college, if you are pursuing your artistic career full-time, if you are launching a creative business or working a full-time day job while dreaming of spending more time on your craft. Every single one of us creates a list of should-do tasks because we think somebody else has it figured out more than we do. Somebody else knows better than I do. So in this podcast episode of The Empowered Creatives, I'm going to dive into how to take that list of shoulds that you've been operating on for probably quite some time and make sure you are ultimately making the right decisions in your creative career and life that are right for you. Hey there, creative. I have a delightful invitation just for you. Imagine diving even deeper into the incredible world of living your life as an empowered creative, including more tips, tricks, and advice arriving straight into your inbox. Sounds pretty cool, right? Well, guess what? I've got something special brewing and I don't want you to miss out. Introducing my oh-so-awesome bi-weekly email newsletter. It's a vibrant community bursting with passion, curiosity, and the love of building a creative life. By joining my newsletter, you'll get first access to new promotions and launches, as well as my welcoming voice in your ear every other week. Also, I'll share with you my creative career audit worksheet, a secret tool myself and clients have used during our own career transitions and pivots. So don't miss this opportunity to be my pen pal, as well as deepen your connection with fellow empowered creatives by heading to www.victoriahines.com or following the link in the show notes below. Thank you for being such an incredible listener. And I really look forward to sharing this exciting journey with you through both the podcast and my newsletter. Now, let's dive back into the show. Now, the should trap is a very powerful trap. Each and every one of us falls into it, and you can fall into it once, you will probably fall into it again. I have been personally insanely guilty of falling into it over and over and over again. In all these moments, what's happening is we are listening to somebody else's voice more than our own voice. It's that little nudge, that gut instinct, that feeling inside of ourselves that we should be doing, well, we want to be doing one thing. But instead, we're listening to the advice or opinions of others. Maybe it's, I should be doing X with my career. I should make X amount of money so that I'm successful. I should have a job where I have health insurance or full-time benefits. I should be living in a certain city because that's the only place where I can make it. I should be married and have a family by this point. I should sacrifice everything that I've ever wanted just so that I can be found and be seen and do my art full-time. I should be starving in order to be an artist. There are so many shoulds that we gobble up from a very young age about living our life as a creative. And it's time for all of us to put those shoulds to the side and rewrite what we want our creative career in life to look like. So here are four ways to mitigate the shoulds in your life. Number one, gather advice and direction from the people who are two to three steps ahead of you. It's great advice, but treat it like an experiment, not the Bible. 
And I'm not saying Bible in a religious sense. I'm saying like a rote, here's what you should do, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, etc. There is so much value in seeking out people who have done it before, seeking guidance from professors or teachers who you respect, talking to other people in the industry who are two to three steps ahead of you, talking to mentors or maybe uh, gallery owners or in the acting world, directors, talking to career coaches, etc. But at the end of the day, all that advice that you receive is advice. You're the one who has to filter it and decide if it's right for you. The best way to decide is to experiment with it. So instead of taking a piece of advice and feeling like, okay, no, this is the thing I have to do day in and day out. Otherwise, I will not succeed and I will not be happy in my creative life. Toss that out the door. Instead, take that advice and ask yourself, how can I turn this into a mini experiment? How can I try this, put it on, see how it feels, and then let it go if it's not working for you? The second way to mitigate the shoulds in your creative life is to define your own version of success. Know where you are going. This is a... It's a seemingly simple exercise, but it's something that I believe most younger creatives really struggle with. And I think oftentimes this is something you have to redefine throughout your creative career too. There are going to be moments where you are going to feel lost and maybe not quite sure where you're headed anymore. Maybe you've drifted really far away from your path that you previously defined and you need to decide if going back to that path is right for you, or if it is time to make a of veering off in a new direction. Defining your version of success, and I mean writing it down, being able to close your eyes and imagine exactly what it looks like, not just in your career, but also in every facet of your life, that is powerful right there. It also helps you know what is and is not worth sacrificing. If you want a family in your life, That has to be a priority as well as building a creative career. Maybe you don't want kids and that's okay too. You don't have to take somebody else's version of what a successful life looks like onto your docket. All right, way number three is to identify your current values and priorities. Part of what makes us want to listen to other people's voices instead of our own is when we feel uncertain. Maybe we're uncertain in what's important to us, like our values, or we're uncertain about what our priorities should be. And instead of being bold and brave and taking the scary step and defining what those are for ourselves, we can sometimes seek out that definition from other people because it's easier that way. It really is. The problem with seeking out values and priorities from other people is they're never really going to feel like your own. And in fact, sometimes they can get to the point where they do more harm than good. So figuring out what are those key values, what's important in your life. I know for me, two values that I have are compassion and honesty. Everything I do, this business, uh, my full-time job, the work that I put out, how I show up on this podcast, I want to make sure that it's filled with compassion and honesty. 
even in my relationships. If I or somebody else that I am interacting with is stepping outside of those values, I instantly feel like something is wrong and something isn't right for me. And I instantly want to run away. Priorities are also important. I set my own priorities. I decide what season I am in right now. The reason I didn't launch this podcast three, four months ago, like I promised, was because I wasn't in the right season for it. I knew it could not be a priority in my life at that moment, so I had to put it on the back burner. By defining and identifying those values and priorities, you take charge of your creative life, which makes those shoulds diminish in power. Number four, if what you're doing to pursue your creative career and dream feels like a should instead of a want, it's time to spend time exploring alternative approaches to your version of success. It's time to reimagine what the pathway might look like. Maybe the dream is right, but the strategies you're taking to get there are a whole bunch of shoulds that just don't work right for you. This happens a lot in entrepreneurship, and it's one of the big things I discovered working with business coaches. I also talk to my clients about is you have to find the strategies that are right for you. Yes, there are some tried and true overarching ideas, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of different ways to get to your end goal. So if what you're doing to pursue your version of success is not working for you and it feels like you should be doing it, it's time to figure out what you want to be doing and see if that is a pathway that can get you to the same exact goal. So some questions to kind of uh, spark this for you is rethinking what aligns What tasks or things that you could be doing align to your current values and priorities? What utilizes your personal strengths? What are you really, really good at? Good at? How can you start utilizing those strengths more and more to go after your dream career or your dream business? Now, remember, there is not one single way. You create your own path. So here's your one thing this week, creative. I want you to do a journaling exercise. Ask yourself, what did you learn growing up about creative careers? What were all the lessons and subtle messages you got about pursuing a life as a creative, whether that's a business, a full-time job, or side hustle gig, whatever it may be, what memos did you get growing up about your creative career? This can be from parents. It can be from the people who raised you. It could be from friends. It could be from teachers or professors. It could be from advisors, peers, other people in the same industry. Anything you remember them saying or things that you perceptively learned from their emotions and reactions, write it down. Once you have that list, I want you to go back through it and circle the things that you want to keep, the thoughts about a creative career that are helping you right now, 
those really good, powerful beliefs that are spurring you on. Now I want you to go back through that list and I want you to cross out everything that is no longer serving you. What are those subconscious thoughts about creative careers that are holding you back right now? That are not serving you, that are not helping you grow? Cross them out. These are deep-seated beliefs and learnings that whether you know it or not have been subconsciously guiding you in your career and business decisions. In order for you to take back control from the shoulds in your life, you have to start acknowledging what those shoulds are. All right, creative. If you've been enjoying this podcast, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It's the number one way you can support my podcast without having to pay a dime. Super easy. Beyond that, until the next time, stay creative.